Welcome to the PB&J Podcast with Connor Pulley and Jeffrey Wilkins. This was our first episode on the pod. We discussed NBA playoffs in the bubble, COVID-19 and the effects it's had on our lives, and did a little draft at the end on the best rap songs of 2020 so far. And I really feel like we had a good conversation that I really enjoyed, and I think you will too, so let's get right into it. Welcome to PV&J Podcast with Connor Pulley and Jeffrey Wilkins. Man, episode one, man, been a long time coming. Oh, yeah, man, we've been putting this off for, like, what, two weeks? Something like oh, that? at least two weeks. I remember you, um, the whole reason we even got this thing together was because of I saw your tweet saying you always want to do a podcast. And I'm like, well, I got this podcast yeah. that has nothing on it. It's already set up that can get out to Apple Music, Spotify, Anchor, um, Google Podcasts, all that shit. So then I hit you up and we got it going and here we are. I mean, yeah, man. I mean, it's free, so might as well. Yep. Just got done watching um, Celtics versus Miami. Miami. Yep. Heat went up 3 1. I was really hoping for Boston to win, but dude, Tyler Hero, man, I. I'll admit, dude, I thought he was um, not as good as he is, but putting up 37 points as a rookie in his biggest game of his life is pretty impressive. Oh, absolutely. I don't think anybody predicted he was going to be this good. I mean, 37, he broke Dwayne Wade's uh, Miami Heat rookie record. Yeah, well, I think no. Dwayne Wade had, what, 27? Yeah. That's tough. That man is a, a certified bucket. Yeah, I think the – Celtics have a better five on the like one like their best top five players. I think Celtics hands down with Jason Tatum, Kimber Walker, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and Gordon Hayward. But six through twelve is all Heat. Like yeah, I have, probably agree with that. When you have Kendrick Nunn, which he was on an All Rookie, I think first team this year, when he's not even playing right now, that tells you how deep they are in depth. Yeah, that goes a long way. Because, I mean, the Lakers and the Nuggets game, everybody was just gassed in the, the fourth quarter, but they all played their, their starting five, you know? Yep, so I, I don't know. My predictions right now, I think they win one game, one more game, and then the Heat will put them away. What do you think is going to happen in the West with the Lakers and Nuggets, which is currently 2-1 Lakers? Uh well I can tell you what my hope is. My hope is that the uh the Lakers just win two more. But uh, it's kinda of dangerous if, if they win the next one then it's the three one and uh everybody knows how the Nuggets feel about the three one lead. So yeah, I'm thinking up against anybody, the three one bubble nuggets. Yeah. Cause I mean if they do it back to back to back, that would just be ridiculous. On something yeah. that was like previously a death sentence. Nuggets are just kind of turning that stigma around, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. and But if you're going to come back from three to one and two or three times in the same playoffs, like it's going to be at the bubble. Like cause there's no – Yeah, no home court no advantage. Fans. There's no home court advantage there. They try their best. Yeah, they put like banners up, like virtual banners. Yeah, like, they try their best to the put banners court. there, put the fake crowd noise. and then yeah. Is there, but you can't hear the virtual fans. All you hear is the fake crowd noise and then the bench of each yeah. team. 
the families. <laughs> the families on the sidelines is what you hear. Yeah. So I normal circumstances I would say like Nuggets have like a five percent chance of beating the Lakers, but I give them about like thirty five, forty percent chance. Well, I genuinely don't want to jinx it. The way I think it's gonna go right now is I think the Nuggets would probably win the next one and then I think the Lakers will take the next two once they adjust because they're very um they're a team that likes to adjust. If this was a one and done kind of playoffs, I I would feel bad for them. But it's they're more like they see what adjustments you make and then they change their team to that, which is really good on the coaching staff. You know, whoever's yeah, I, dealing I with really that. Like um Michael Malone on the Nuggets. Even though I do I'm the same way with you. I'm a big LeBron fan. I I personally think LeBron's better than Jordan, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> but um yeah, I'm a big LeBron fan and so obviously I want with him and the Lakers to do good, but it took an A D buzzer beating three in game two to beat him. And then I think the Nuggets kind of figured something out with that and then carried it on to game um, game four. Yeah. I'd have to agree with you. Or not game four, game three. Yeah, game three, yeah. I was about to say we haven't played game four yet, but I would have to agree with you. I mean, and Jamal Murray made that a genuine point where he's like, we should be up 2-1. Well, sorry, man. AD's just different like that with the Mamba jerseys on. There's no way they could lose. They should, they should just wear the jerseys they should every wear time. wear the Mamba jerseys every time. Every but time. I know why they can't. It's because when they do the technically Denver's home team, they will where Denver's been wearing – or the whole playoffs, really, the home team's been wearing the darker jerseys, which is a little odd to me. But Yeah, it's usually the other way around. Denver, if I'm Denver, I'm not letting them wear the Mamba jerseys. Like, they're undefeated. In the Mamba jerseys. In the Mamba jerseys throughout the whole season and playoffs. For good reason. So, for good know. reason. I hope they pull it out for, for my man Kobe. I still miss him. Yeah, you see after AD hit that shot, he yelled Kobe. Yeah, that was awesome, dude. That was that was pretty. Made it feel good. Did you see? Uh, did you happen to see Rondo's reaction to the game winning shot? I actually did not. I saw um, what's his name? There was some guy on the bench. I think it was uh, DeAndre Kaycock on the Lakers, and but he wasn't dressed up. But he went to go like chest bump AD, and then like he fell. <laughs> All that. Well, you know, Rondo passed the ball to AD. He passed it in. So he, as soon as he passes it in, he starts nonchalantly walking onto the court because, I mean, there's really nothing you can do. The ball's in the air. The buzzer is up. Watches the ball go in. No reaction. Just keeps walking. Doesn't even join the celebration. Huh. Rondo just keeps walking. Classic Rondo <laughs> fashion. Oh, yeah. And Rondo, he's been the league how long? So Long time. He's seen, he's seen plenty of stuff like this. He's had his fair share. I think we're getting a glimpse at uh at Celtic Rondo or the Celtics Rondo, you know. He came to play. Oh uh, yeah. I um I personally think that uh Alex I I I Alex Crusoe, I'm not saying he's a bad player, nothing like that. I get the hype over I mean he's a short white guy that wears a headband and is bald and can jump out the gym. Yeah, absolutely. But 
other than playing pretty decent defense and being on fast breaks, he's not he's a liability on offense. Uh, I'll tell you who's a liability. That's Kuzma. Oh, oh, I've said this before. Kuzma, not Kuzma. Um, the Lakers wish that they would have kept Ingram. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I don't know why Ingram or Ingram didn't perform well with the Lakers. I guess it just wasn't the system for him. And I'm glad that he's doing better now because I like Ingram. But it would be nice if we had kept him and he would put up the numbers that he does for his new team. But man, why? If you're the coach, why do you have? Why do you let Kuzma stay in after the mistakes he was making on that comeback run? Because he single-handedly stopped the momentum with that that pump fake to open and then bricked it. He he didn't. You could see, you could see in his character that he did not want to be part of the offense. He was like oh, yeah. genuinely scared of messing up, and then he did it anyways. Okay, and in game three, when the late when the Lakers come back from near twenty down, there is a reason that Rondo and Kuzma are open. There is a reason that they're open, and that reason is they're the two worst shooters on the fucking court. <laughs> and, so I'm not saying you shouldn't shoot them. But I'm saying it wouldn't be it wouldn't be bad if you find something else to do, like dribble in and attack the rim more, and cause other other defenders to come uh, help on you and dish out. Yeah, and I, I think Kuzma can be a good shooter, but what I saw was he the man just had no confidence. He caught the ball and just did not want to shoot. If you pump fake on the wide open three, I mean, you know, you shouldn't even be out there. You got to catch that, especially when you're coming back from down 20 or however much it was. It was almost 20. When you're in that that momentum, you catch the ball and you shoot with confidence. Oh, yeah. And I feel like, especially younger players, I feel like they think, oh, I'm playing with LeBron, uh, the pressure builds on them so much. And I feel like a lot of younger players in the league, when they play with LeBron, they – not that they don't like playing with them, but they don't like all the media attention and all the pressure that comes with it. And oh, so, yeah, absolutely. Like a Brandon Ingram, he gets traded, goes to New Orleans, where there's nowhere near the media attention and pressure to do. He's literally there to – play basketball, get asked a couple questions, and then that's it. That's and the so way I some people like it, you know? And that's why, um, to me, like LeBron teams in the past, he's been better off uh, when he's matched with older guys and vets. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're, they're used to that kind of stuff. Like D-Wade probably have no problem with the press. Kyrie Irving, no problem. All that. The vets are really there for him. Speaking of vets, though, uh, Kimball Walker. I really want to see that man succeed. He's one of the sole reasons that I pull for the Celtics, him and Jason Tatum. And uh, other than defensively, the man's really not showing up for me. I mean, he's hit a couple clutch shots, but I don't think he's doing the, the numbers that he was in Charlotte. No. Then again, he really was the only option in Charlotte. 
Oh, yeah, and it really – I've always been a big Kemba fan when he got drafted by Charlotte. But this is kind of an off-topic thing. Michael Jordan is one of the worst fucking owners. No, that's completely on-topic. Like, he's off. It awful. kills me to be a Hornets fan because they're pathetic each and every year. And then I know they don't – they'll be a few games out of the playoffs. They don't, They can't even lose right. And when they do lose right and get a good pick, other than Kimba, and I'd say P.J. Washington, he did good this year. But other than those two players that they drafted, the past 10 years has been nothing but shit. I agree. Uh, he just doesn't want to spend the money, I don't think. I mean, they don't want to give Kimba his raise, and Kimba was the entire offense. And Kimba, for the longest time, took a pay cut and told, you know, Jordan and the coaching staff to just build a better team. And they just didn't. They just really fumbled the bag, and now he's gone, and Charlotte is they practically forgotten. Terry Rozier. Uh, however long Kimball was here, how long was it? I think it was six years, five, six years, something like that. Yeah, something around that time. They play, paid Terry Rozier way more. Like, I think I said double – than what Kemba made at his time in Charlotte. And that is just so disrespectful. It is. But, I mean, Kemba did take a pay cut to get him better players. But they just – they didn't even bring in better players. So, I mean, it really falls back to being you just absolutely disrespectful. $25 million to Nicholas Batum. <laughs> and that man can't even – can't even get on the court without bricking. I was about to say I, I can do what that man does for twenty million. If you if you put me on a ten day with twenty million, I'll give you numbers. I promise. I mean, I score as much as he does, and that's zero. <laughs> yeah, from home watching the game. Exactly. Now back to uh, Kimba struggling on the Celtics. I think yes, yes. Uh, trouble with him is I don't know. He's always like. Ever since college and high school and the NBA up to this year, he's always been like best player, no doubt. Yeah. And you have Jason Tatum, who everyone thinks views Jason Tatum as the best player on the Celtics, which I think he is too. But I also him, agree. You have Jalen Brown, who's on to come up as well. And I just think he's not. He's just not used to playing with around all them offensively gifted players. Yeah. And, I mean, in addition to that, you know, uh, Tatum is practically the same position. He's also like a point guard, and he's running the two. So, a lot of times he'll bring the ball to the floor, and Kemba's just too small to really do anything else. I felt bad for him, and I think it was it was game one or two I was watching. And every time he would go in, he would get – I think he got blocked like three or four consecutive times, a couple of times from behind. I mean, he's just – he's small. But he has that absolutely killer step back that he goes to and practically drains it every time. So I think he needs to add some extensions to his bag. So that that way, because I think it was Jalen Brown started guarding him. Every time he would do a step back, he would just come up with him because he knew it was coming. That's about the only thing you can do uh, when you're his size. Huh? You mean Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler. You said Jalen Brown was guarding Kimba. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jimmy Butler. 
I don't know why I said Jalen Brown. I think because you just said it. That's on me. But uh, Jimmy Butler would just stay with him because that's like one of the only moves that he does. So if he can add like a hezzy to that, you know, like keep the dribble on the step back and then go in and maybe, maybe a floater, I think that would genuinely help him out. Obviously, right. I'm not he, a professional. And he, did, he did good in the regular season. I mean, obviously, Celtics were the only team this year to have three players average 20 plus. But oh, absolutely. If his performance, um, if he played the same way, I know the regular season playoffs was way different. You have different defensive coverages. You have a team focusing on a seven-game series on defending you and not just one yeah. in the regular season. Right. Or even if it's two in a back-to-back, like the defense is just not like that. But still, if his play was even just – Subpar, barely subpar of that, they would be in a different spot right now. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm probably, it's, it's his first year with a new team and they're deep in the playoffs. So these things I'm, are bound to happen. I'm calling I, I'm now. happy to see that he's succeeding all in all. Oh, yeah. I love him. But I'm calling it now. If the Celtics go out and get, player like Hassan Whiteside or Tristan Thompson in the offseason this year because both of them are going to be free agents in 2020 after the season. If they sign one of them, they go to the finals next year. I could definitely see that. A good center would probably help out um, the Celtics a lot because, I mean, right now Tice is doing really good, but he's not a true center. So imagine defensively what a center could do for them. Especially now that small ball has been pretty much um, pushed back a couple more years because of the Rockets' 4-1 defeat. So small ball is a little bit out of the question, I think, right now. So a good center would probably go a long way for them. And Tice does all he can, but he still, when he goes up against a a really good center, like he's going into, you know, like Bam out of bye, he gets bullied. Yeah, I mean, that's a big man. He can't help it. But he's yeah. not the greatest. He's just not the greatest center. Yeah, he's and not. He, he's not what there's you a want reason at the center spot. Oh yeah, and there's a reason that Ennis Canner and Robert Williams keep on coming in and out throughout the series because they Brad Stevens can't figure out how to how to stop Adebayo right now, and you and you need more of a defensive and rebounding center if I'm the Celtics. So I think a Tristan Thompson or Hassan Whiteside is perfect. Absolutely. And uh, oh my gosh. Whiteside (laughs) is he's doing great. I don't know where this energy came from but I mean the man is back in his prime. He's shot blocking. He's putting points up. I mean not a whole lot but typically he only plays well when his contract's going out and I guess it's the same situation anyways, but the man's really been doing a lot of great things. And I, he's always been one of my favorite players too, like one of my favorite centers. So I'm happy to see that he's doing so well defensively. Yeah. And obviously you can tell the Celtics have a problem. If you're not watching the games, you can see on paper the amount of offensive rebounds they give up and the amount of points in the paint per yeah. game that they give up because they have no rim protector. And Jason Tatum is your leading rebounder on the Celtics. 
Yeah, that's not a good so, sign. That's not good. Um, Speaking of rebounds, man, how about AD with, what, two rebounds? He had zero at half? I didn't even uh, see that. Yeah, uh, Anthony Davis, JaVale McGee, and Dwight Howard combined for the entire game, combined for four rebounds. I don't think – I think Dwight Howard needs to start instead of JaVale McGee. Yeah, Dwight Howard's been doing good things. I just wish he would uh, stop getting technicals and fouling. He needs to control his his temper a little bit, especially when it's playoffs basketball. Yeah, I understand you have to make your own emotions in the bubble, and they were even talking about that during the game, the announcers were. But, uh, you know, you're down 16, don't get a tech. Yeah, you need to need to control that. Um, quick question here, I'm curious, just popped in my mind. Did um, you think Giannis deserve MVP? Obviously, it's a regular season <sighs> award, and obvious and the way they've always done it, especially in the last five ten years, is MVP goes to the best player on the team that has the best record in the league, no matter which conference. But I don't know. I think I think they should change the rules a little bit where MVP should go throughout the playoffs and then it gets awarded, not where it's only a regular season MVP trophy. But then you you get into debates of, oh, if that's the case, then Michael would have won MVP way more times or a player like yeah, or like something like Devin Booker wouldn't even be able to contend because he didn't make the playoffs and he did so well. Yeah, so that's stuff like that. So, do you think he deserved to win? Uh, considering it's strictly regular season, uh, I, I'm upset about it because I I feel like in my heart LeBron did more for his team, even though most people. Or maybe some people wouldn't agree with that, but I, Giannis really is the that guy for the books. You know, he's like he's pretty much by himself. I shouldn't say that, but like as far as high level superstar, he's pretty much by himself on the team. He led them to such a great record. The reason I don't think he should be an MVP is because it's most valuable player. And I understand he was that guy for his team, but look where it gets them every year. The man cannot take them far, you know. And I, I mean, that's the playoffs. But his his game is very one dimensional, you know. And MVPs shouldn't be that one dimensional. Coaches look at him, and they put the matchup. They clog the paint. He gets first rounded, you know, or second rounded multiple years. I just don't think an MVP should be uh, that easy to bounce. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's exactly where I was going to go. Literally, I don't even have to say anything because you already said it for me. But, um, yeah, when regular season and playoffs is two totally different things, I think you should combine the two to award a MVP. And it's kind of tough when – all you got to do to beat Giannis is 
let back off him or let him shoot threes as much as he wants. Or if he's going to drive, have the two wing defenders come and help and basically just build a wall right there and force him to kick out. Or yeah. if he has a- I mean, if he can learn to have a jump shot, man would be absolutely dangerous without a doubt in my mind. And, his- and limit transition, of course, because he's a beast in transition. Yeah, and his jump shot, gotten it was it's been way better this year it's still not good but it's way better than it was last year which i give him credit for yeah that. so if he has another jump like that then maybe we're talking like something else but oh absolutely but, he's putting in the work current Giannis is not not he's not mine not, not playoff much playoff winning he will not win a championship if he unless he unless he go if he goes to the Warriors or something like that, then yeah, he will win a championship because you can't, you can't, yeah, you can't build. A you wall can't put that man on the Warriors. Clay. You can't do that. Yeah, that would be absolutely. I I, I couldn't even tell you if that'd be better or worse than Kevin Durant being there. Probably a little better because Kevin Durant was the entire package, shooting and driving. But I mean, the man would just charge into the paint, and if you helped at all. Clay or stuff, yeah. knock it down. That would be probably an easy, easy championship, really. Yeah, and think of, think about this. This is just hypothetical. Giannis has already said a week ago that he wants to stay on the Bucks and he wants to build a championship team with the Bucks. So it looks like he is not leaving like soon whatsoever. But let's say he has a change of heart and change of mind. And says I want to go to the Warriors. He goes right. to the Warriors, and the Warriors had the second pick this year. So they could potentially have as a starting lineup Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and James Wiseman. That oh who my is gosh. stopping that team? That's just another ring. I, I hate to say it. That's better than what the Clippers were supposed to be. I mean, that's a ridiculous starting five. Like. Warriors' problems have always been, especially even when they had KD, their one weakness was rebounding and uh, rim protection at the rim. If you get James Wiseman, yeah, and Giannis would absolutely. If you get James Wiseman, that. is over. and him, yeah. Oh, and I don't even, and they, and if you don't even want to start Wiseman, you can put Draymond Green at the center, and then have Wiseman come off the bench. <laughs> so I didn't even mention Draymond. That's, facts, That's how stacked they would be. Man, that's that's dangerous to think about. I don't even want to vision that team, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. But and I heard. Yeah, but that uh, would be crazy. I saw a report. I think it was like Chris Broussard or somebody from the NBA said that the Warriors are looking. They are thinking about getting Lamelo instead of James Wiseman, which to me that makes zero sense. But. I wouldn't be yeah. mad at them for maybe trade going value that. if he does good. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at them for doing that because obviously I'm a Hornets fan. They have the pick right after him. I want the Hornets to get James Wiseman because we have no offense, but we have Cody fucking Zeller as our <laughs> center, who's been in there for like years, getting old. I mean, he could be a good like backup center on a playoff team, but that's about it. He's not a starting center. Yeah. I mean, that's Cody Zeller. 
But the funny thing is, I I really like Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, like as people and as players. But God, their championships were so so easy because their team was so amazing. And I would I just I don't know what I would do if that happened again. You know, I would really like to see what they can do on their own, like before Kevin Durant got there, and they were still so good. So I, I really want to see what they can do against before they before Kevin these Durant new teams got there. Like they won seventy three games. Yeah, with Harris, with I mean, Harris still Moore. amazing. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I want to see what they can do against these new teams because I mean they're the future. You know, they're well. I wouldn't say the future, but. They're younger than the guys we're looking at, so. Oh yeah, like LeBron. But um, honestly, I when the Warriors were this big thing, I hated it. Obviously, as a LeBron fan, I hated it because I think he stole some of LeBron's best years and his chances at winning like a few more NBA finals. But I really, yeah. I get you. Really can't blame Steph and Clay. Like you try to build the big, best team possible, but oh, and they did you blame the shit really blame. out of Kevin Durant. You don't go to a like. This is just me. I personally do. You yeah, don't absolutely. go to. I get if you want to. I I'm not trying to be mean to Kevin Durant or like that, but you don't go to a team that just beat you in the playoffs. Yeah, that you were up three one on. Like, it's a bad look. You don't sure. do that. But who knows? I like Kevin Durant as a person, and I always liked him as a player. And I still like him as a player, but I just thought that was – I agree with Stephen A. Smith when he said it was the softest or the weakest move of all time. Oh, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. It was definitely the weakest move I've ever seen in my NBA exposure. But I still like Kevin Durant. I've just recently gotten around to uh, to liking him again, I think because of his – um, social media presence. The man's funny. I really like the way he plays. I just want to see him lead a team to like the finals because I know he can do it. I know he can. He'll do have it. a chance in, and Brooklyn. I want to see it. Absolutely, I'm ready to He'll see that. He'll have a chance in, in Brooklyn. Looks like a good team, yeah, and they have they have Kyrie, KD, Spencer Dinwoody, Karis Levert, Jerry Allen. They'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be Joe all Harris, right. They'll be fine. Like. They'll be good next year. Now, whether or not he'll be the same player, because Achilles is hard to come back from. We all, all yeah, saw that's, what that's Kobe tough. was like after his Achilles, even though he was on the back end of his career. But you can tell it, yeah. it, it messed, with, messed with him. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, all right, so. Everyone always has debates now of who's the best player of all time, and I talked about this about a few minutes ago. Obviously, my number one player, my best, I think, I think the question, people need to clarify the question. If you say best winner of all time, then obviously it's Michael Jordan, Bill Russell, like, is like that. Yeah. 11 championships, Bill Russell is. Well, I mean, you could say the Bulls. Bill Russell was probably the most arguable player that is the best winner of all time. Yeah. But when I look at best player of all time, I think of 
best player, overall player, to play the game of basketball. I'm not looking at championships or or nothing like that. Even though championships don't have a degree to do with it, I get it. But to me, the best overall player, and I think a lot of people deep down, even though if they won't admit it, they know LeBron overall as a player has a more positive effectiveness level on your team than Jordan did. I, I would have to agree. Yeah. I'm a LeBron is number one kind of guy. Right. So who is your top five? Top five players top ever? Players. Oh man. I wish we I wish I knew we were going over this. I made I, a list. I sent you the thing. right off the top. Oh that's <laughs> right. I did read it. I think I skimmed over that it's one. All good. <laughs> but Right that's off the that's top, the right part the where when I sent it to you, I wiped over mine just so it wouldn't have like a bias effect over yours. I feel you. So I would go LeBron number one. I would have Jordan number two. Obviously, it's always close. Um, man, that is that's a tough one because do you have Kobe at number three? I do not. Do you? I I I have to I think hard about it, but I like to put Wilt at my number three, just because the man was a freak of nature, and I always wonder what he would do in today's NBA. And then probably just because I didn't realize we were going to do this, and I'm thinking really fast about it. Shaq and Kobe as uh, as like the four and five. Because, I mean, Shaq was like definitely the most dominant player of all time. The man was a beast. Oh, yeah, there's no denying that. I wish Shaq would have retired earlier because then – because a lot of people remember his back end of his career, and the back end of his career was just god-awful. <laughs> the mustache days. Oh, man. Mustache Shaq. But my my top five all time. Okay, so I did it weird. I named seven players, but one through four is like cemented. Like is one through four for me. You can't change them. But five, six, and seven. Right. I feel like it's like a three way tie for five because I just couldn't decipher one. But I got LeBron one, Jordan two, Kareem three. And then Magic Johnson for obviously best point guard of all time. And then mm. fifth, tied for fifth, I have Wilt Chamberlain, Larry Bird, and Shaq. The thing with Wilt Chamberlain that's hard to do is so his stats are he averaged 30 points, 23 rebounds, and four assists, and had, had four MVPs and 10 time All Star. But that thing, the thing that people say about him is oh he didn't never won well he would go in the finals against Bill Russell who I did not name but Bill Russell and dominate Bill Russell put up 40 and 20 and would lose like it's not his fault he it was just a beast and with Larry Bird and Shaq just Shaq most dominant player ever and Larry Bird, right? 
Larry Bird was just basketball genius. The man was different. I would have to agree with you. I've, Magic Johnson slipped the mind. He would definitely make my top five. I'm not exactly sure where I'd put him. Probably three or four. Yeah, Magic Johnson. Oh, I'm sorry, Magic Johnson. If you're if you're listening to this after we've released Magic it, Johnson listens to uh, this, I'll call you later. And I'll if Magic up. Johnson listens to this, we're doing something right. Uh, you darn right. He'll be listening to this and he's like, "Oh, these two white guys make a lot of good points about basketball." Yeah, and then he'll he'll tweet it out. Oh man, when that be out nice? and be like. Connor Pulley and Jeffrey Wilkins made a top five about me. <laughs> yeah. And then he got put in mine a little after the fact. Still sorry about that. Magic, Magic. Johnson's this is a little off topic, but Magic Johnson's tweets are the uh-huh. most like duh moment in Twitter. Like Jason Tatum can go out and score. 34 points and hit a buzzer beater and he'll tweet Jason Tatum had 34 points magnificent also hit a buzzer beater as well to beat the heat it's like well well, no shit Sherlock (laughs) did you quote that (laughs) he's like Booger McFarland he's like no I didn't know that he did that I'm like what oh man I don't follow him but I could definitely see that being his twitter I hate people who do that. Exactly like Booger where he's like, uh, you know, the Broncos are down three. If they don't score a touchdown or tie the game, they will lose. It's like, well, yeah, that's, that's kind of how football works. You know? If they don't have more points than the other team at the end of the game, then they will yeah, lose. He, well, so, well, thank you. Thank you for that analysis. Moments, like... Yeah. Whatever. But, um... Oh, did you see, what was it, last week, uh, Bronny Jr. smoking weed on Instagram? <laughs> yeah, I saw it. It was up for like a minute, and then it went viral. Yeah. What? Like, everybody's what? screen recorded it. I mean, he literally deleted it after a minute of it being what up there. What the hell was he thinking? Uh, I think he was thinking that he was putting it on his close friends. And then he didn't. That's what I'm thinking. Like, all right. Do you think that affects... Obviously, LeBron, as soon as he gets back home, hopefully after winning a, a championship, or I predict he'll win a championship, because they, he they are the best team left. But I think LeBron is going to get back and just whoop his ass. I feel like LeBron is more of the type to uh, pull up a chair and have a stern talking to. Yeah. If I had to imagine his parenting style. (laughs) Yeah, probably, probably. Bro, getting hit by LeBron. But then, you know, pull up the chair and give it, he'll, he'll probably do it from a business standpoint. It's like, how are these coaches going to look at you? But I don't think it really affects them at all because coaches have to assume most of their players are smoking weed. I mean, Jameer showed up to tape one time, high as a kite. These coaches know, you know. It's more of a don't-do-it-again kind of thing. I don't think it will really affect his recruiting in any way. And I don't smoke weed or anything, but I, I've, from my reliable sources, I've been told he pulled like a pro. So, 
This isn't his first time. Oh, oh no, it's not his first time. If he's posting it, if he tried to post it on his close friends and stuff, if he posted that, no, it's not his first time at all. And LeBron probably knows that he does smoke yeah. weed, but he's probably just going to tell him, like, come on, dude, you got to be smarter than that. Like, you can't post that. Anywhere. Yeah. It was a dumb, it was a dumb, funny moment. You know, the world will we'll appreciate it. And, you know, 50 years time, they'll be like, or whenever Bronny wins his first championship, they'll bring it up and it'd be like, you know, 10 years ago, Bronny was smoking a doobie on live or something. <laughs> It'll just be like that. But in, in terms of recruitment, I don't think it affects him at all. But it'll be funny to look back. Now, on. I, I do think if it was if it was a more lesser-known player, if it wasn't LeBron's son out of all people, I think it would affect some part of his recruitment. But – or, like, maybe a school would pull their offer, like, if it was like a lower Division One or Division Two, like maybe a school wouldn't pull would pull their offer. But since it's like LeBron James' son, like they'll say, "Oh, come on, like you're you're fine. You can come to our school, bring us more money, bring us more attention. Like you're fine. Smoke all the weed you want." Yeah. Like that's... <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you know, if it was uh, not LeBron James' son, it probably wouldn't have been a viral thing. I mean, he took it down in within a minute, so. If it was anybody else besides like Zara Wade or something, it probably wouldn't even be a big deal because they would have taken it down and no nobody would really care. Oh yeah, and t- tell the story about Jameer showing up to film because. <laughs> all right, so for listeners, uh, me and Jeff played basketball together all throughout high school. He's one year older than me, so he graduated. No, you're two years older than me, aren't you? No, you were right behind me. Okay, so he's one year older than me. So I played with him uh, freshman to junior year. And there was a backup point guard on our team. was named Jameer. I'm not going to put his last name out there, obviously. But (laughs) named Jameer. And we had film every day before practice. And he shows up, and his eyes – were, I don't know. You tell the story because, like, you you you're the one that noticed it out of everyone. You're like, Jameer, are you okay? I remember. That. I mean, the man was sitting right beside me. I mean, it it was it was great because I mean, you show up to film, you know, we have film. It comes in bloodshot eyes. I mean, just pure bloodshot. The man looks like he wants to take a nap standing up. <laughs> And then we sit down and the lights are off and we're watching film and he keeps like dozing off and laughing at random times. I mean, nothing's going on. I mean, this man, Dale is just going in on us about film. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. Dale's our coach. And Jameer just laughs. Yeah. Dale's the coach, coach Dale. And, uh, (laughs) Jameer just keeps like chuckling to himself and then like dozing off and waking back up and looking at the film. Well, he's sitting right beside me. I'm like, Jameer, you good, man? You all right? Are you high? And he was like, No, I'm not high, man. I'm just, I'm just tired, man. It's just, it's just funny. I'm like, All right, whatever you say. Well, eventually Dale starts to take notice because he's critiquing Jameer on tape. He's like, Jameer, you know what you did right here? And obviously Jameer has no idea what's going on. 
because he's high. <laughs> and so his response is, of course, uh, and then silence. Nothing comes after that. <laughs> so Dale's going in on this man, and Jameer's on another planet. I don't didn't, think to this day he knows anything that went on. Didn't he laugh like after in that room. Dale went off on him? Like, didn't he laugh? Yeah. And Dale got I pissed? mean, he didn't care, man. He didn't know what was going on. He was not with us that day. He wasn't present. I do remember in practice later that it was that same day, literally right after right after a film, we he we would do sprints and he would finish dead last in sprints behind both of our centers <laughs> yeah. who are way bigger than him. And Dale would get mad at him, and we had to keep running because Jameer kept on finishing last. And then finally, when we got done running. We did a uh, three-man weave. And, you know, if uh, you miss more than, what is it? I think we had to do, like, ten three-man weaves in a row with uh, before we had, could move on to the next drill or whatever. And we would always get close. And two times in a row, Jameer, like, completely missed the layup and whiffed on the layup twice. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I was surprised he was catching the ball. <laughs> to him, it must have been moving in slow motion. He was motion. squinting the whole time during practice. Like it looked like he was looking directly. It, at he's the sun. definitely he was definitely the most high human I've I've ever seen. Because I think I think back on it now, and you know, I go out there and play outside of the Shrek, and half the people that play out there are high. I don't think I've ever seen anybody quite as high as Jameer was. I don't know where he acquired what he got, but man was on a next no, level. He was a freshman at that point. He, I, I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. But yeah, that was um, that was pretty funny. Probably need to get him on the pod one day just to just to ask him about it. <laughs> just reminisce. Not even high school anymore. You think he would? You think he would admit it? Absolutely. Not a doubt in my mind. Oh yeah. Um. All right, trying, kind of changing up a uh, topic here, but um, obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic right now. We've been in one since March of this year, and it is about to be October now, and it feels like it's gone on forever. Um, and I do know a lot of people that are anti-maskers that will refuse, will go to Walmart and will refuse to wear a mask, like go in. And obviously the, the lady or the guy there says, Hey, you got to wear a mask to go in. All they say is I have a health condition. I can't wear a mask. And they are, they can't say anything else and they have to go and they have to let them in without a mask. What is your right. stance on the anti-mask situation? Are you, Wearing a mask, like obviously no one wants to wear a mask. Like who, who the hell wants right. to wear a mask? Yeah, I mean, if you had the option, obviously nobody really wants to. But what is your stance? But I honestly think it's it's retarded to be to be genuine about it. I mean, nobody wants to wear a mask, but it's not hard, you know. I can breathe perfectly fine in mine, and I understand if you have like a genuine 
health condition. Probably shouldn't be out if you do because COVID kills people with genuine health conditions. But, I mean, it just for the sake of others, you know, just so other people are comfortable. It's not even really about you if you don't want to wear a mask. It's about everyone else. Yeah. I mean, just put one on. Yeah, I think it, it, it's, it's that easy. Personally, and I'm not talking bad against any of my friends that don't wear a mask anywhere, but me personally, I think it's extremely selfish because if you get it, you're right. It may not, it probably will not affect you much, if not at all. But let's say you go and go and give it to an elderly woman or your your grandma or something like that. Yeah. And she dies from it. Or even, not even if she dies, if she even has to go to the hospital and get on a ventilator for it. Like, all that could have been avoided. Exactly. And everyone else is doing it. I mean, it's it's something so simple. Just for the, the sake of others, you know. Even if it's just for as little as to avoid a heated conversation with somebody. Like, that's one of the main reasons I, I wear it. Not only just because, you know, if I were to have it, like, asymptomatically or something, and I don't know, because I haven't been tested recently, it's, it's better for me, like, it's better for, it works that if you have COVID and you wear a mask, it spreads it less than if somebody had COVID, doesn't wear a mask, and you wear one. That's the way it works. Oh, yeah. I agree. So, just wear a mask just to even avoid, you know, getting in an altercation with somebody. It's not even all the way about the virus. It's like just to make other people comfortable in Walmart. Oh, yeah. You know? I, I completely agree with that. And I actually, I think I told you, but I actually had to get tested for COVID about a month ago. And it was all because of um, my friend, my roommate's girlfriend hung out with some people. And one of them turned out to be positive for COVID and didn't think much of it, didn't get tested at the time or whatever. But then about two, three days later, me and all my roommates, I live with two other people, by the way, but me and all my other roommates wake up, sore throat, congestion. Um, I had a fever. I could tell right away I had a fever and I was like, oh shit, like, I have COVID. Like, that was literally my first thought. And so, (laughs) but I went and got tested a day, like, a day later and the test came back uh, uh, negative. And turns out I had a sinus infection that was caused by mold. But, I mean, thing little as that, and it was because that I don't think she was wearing a Mask other places when she goes out anyway, since she's that's her stance on it, and so it kind of makes me worry more about it that way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I forgot that you told me you had mold in your apartment that was getting everybody sick. Oh yeah, it was horrible. Dude. And that was that's the main tough. Vent, I'm glad you got that worked the out. The main vent, uh to the whole apartment room or complex in here goes directly to my room. Like outside my door is like the main vent to where it blows AC all around. And 
Yeah. Yeah. I got it the worst. Um, my roommates, all they had was a sore throat and congestion. I had sore throat, congestion, coughing all the time. Uh, had a fever for two days straight. I mean, I'd wake up for two or three days in the middle of the night and be sweating and couldn't go back to sleep. And it, it was like, it was so bad. But luckily I got that all figured out. Hey, mold ain't no joke, depending on what type it is. Oh, yeah. We technically could have sued, but they fixed it, so I'm not mad. I don't know, man. Chase a bag. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, try to get a try to get free year's rent. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. At least a a scholarship or something. <laughs> uh, what is your biggest impact, like in your like your life specifically, because of COVID? Uh, right now. My, the biggest impact it's had on me is just not going to campus because, let me be honest with you, I don't know what is going on. I don't know what the hell is going on in any of my classes. I mean, I barely watch. I mean, I've watched the lectures but and do the homeworks, but I, I really just genuinely can't keep up. I barely know what's going on in most of my classes. I have to do it all myself. I have to teach myself. It's really dragging yeah. on me. So you prefer in-person classes, right? Yeah, me personally. It, it makes me responsible. Like, I have a time I have to be there. I'll get up and go. But if I sit here all day and I watch lectures whenever I feel like it, that joint's just not working for me. Yeah, and um, I personally, I I like online classes more. But I like it for the wrong reasons. I like it because I have more time to, for myself and I don't have to wake up at a certain time. And that's the, yeah. I like it for those reasons. But, man, I'm, I retain so much more information when I actually go to class. And, yeah, me too. And listen to her. Or her, he talk and give a lecture. Yeah, absolutely. I I think for the last couple of weeks, I've been waking up at like no later than 11, which is unusual, but I don't have class. I just watch it whenever I want to, which is really bad for me because I don't ever want to. Oh, yeah. I, and I have a job, so, my, you know, it's like, man, I got to work later. I really don't want to do school right now. I would rather relax. And then I get done working and it's like, man, I just got done at work. I don't want to do school. I want to relax. Oh, yeah, my uh, procrastination has been ten times worse than it usually is this year. I think that's a genuine thing for everybody. I mean, scroll through Twitter for like twenty-five minutes when not much is going on, and it's just people complaining about school. Oh yeah, and I hate how here is doing it. So. I go to ECU and then Jeff goes to NC State. And people don't know who the ECU stands for. It's obviously East Carolina. But here they are. They implemented a block scheduling system. And so normally a semester is, what, 15, 16 weeks long. And you have four to five classes. The normal 
uh, student has five classes per semester. Yeah. And but here they had it where it's two blocks in one semester. So first block which goes from say August to October will have two classes and fit it into eight weeks. So you have to cram a 15, 16 week course into eight weeks. And then after this block, which ends on like two weeks, I have three more classes I have to do in eight weeks. And it's just, they, the professors cram everything together and you're forced to do more homework in a shorter amount of time. And I feel it's even harder to retain information because instead of going through one or two chapters a week, you're going through one or two chapters a day. And it's just, they make, they made it way harder than what it needs to be. Yeah, I could see that. I can see what they were going for. I mean, you know, less classes. Yeah. What their idea was. And like a short amount of time. But to fly through a college course, especially depending on what your major is. Yeah. Like if I had to do like foundation and soils and learn all about soils in eight weeks, that's that would be genuinely hard. It doesn't matter if it's only two classes because these are some hard classes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I... I get what they were doing. They originally were trying to go in person. And ECU, we were one of the last colleges in North Carolina to go online. Like, they were one of the last major colleges to go online. But what they were trying to do right. is they were trying to limit as many people on campus as possible. So the way they do that is splitting it up and making it into blocks. And I get that. I get that reasoning. But you kind of got to have some idea prior that it was going to go online because it was showed everywhere when a big cluster oh, of they knew. They knew. come back together, COVID spreads like crazy. So yeah. they had to know. So it's, I, I see where they were coming from, but then I, I don't see where they're coming from at the same time. Yeah, colleges just wanted tuition, man. They all knew they were going online. I can guarantee it. They just wanted tuition, like full-price tuition, which sucks because I'm paying tuition and I'm at home. Oh, yeah. Mm. But that's exactly what it was. They knew they knew what were going online the whole time. When do you think we're going to be, like, back to normal? Like if ever, like we, who knows? I mean, there there probably will be some people. Like even after uh, everything goes back normal, there probably will be some people. I mean, they'll find a a vaccine eventually or a cure. They'll have it eventually. Probably sometime next year is my guess. A lot of people will tell you in November after the election, but more genuinely. I believe things will be back to normal just sometime next year. I mean, it's not the world's deadliest virus. I mean, they got through the bubonic plague in the Middle Ages, and they didn't have crap in the Middle Ages. Or I guess they probably had too much crap, if you know what I mean. But if they can do that, 
which is much more deadly than what this is, we'll be all right. Are you going to get the vaccine when it's first available, or are you going to wait until, like, the one after it? Uh, Depends. I like to do a lot of research. Depends what... Um, Depends what the research says. Uh, I'll probably wait a little while to see how it affects everyone because obviously there's unwanted side effects. But, I mean, they'll have plenty of tests for that. I'll just wait like two weeks and then I'll get it. I mean, COVID probably isn't going to kill me if I ever actually get it, which I haven't yet. So, I can wait. Yeah, I I see both sides because obviously they wouldn't make a vaccine available if it was really dangerous. If it wasn't safe. But yeah. They I know they've taken a lot of short some short amount of shortcuts in order to fast track the vaccine in order to get back to normalcy in the world. Right. So I do see because I mean the economy's hurting, you know. So I can understand that they're fast tracked a little bit. Yeah. And and we have so many so much better vaccines now than we did when we were little kids and we had those vaccines when we were little so who knows right. it might not do shit but then it might yeah you just have to play it by ear oh, yeah. I mean either they have one that works or they don't you know it just is what it is alright so let change topics again a little our last little segment we're gonna do uh let's get to the draft and our draft is best rap songs of 2020 so far so today's date is september 24th so as of september 24th what the best rap songs are and so the way the draft will work is me and jeff will uh each take turns drafting a song from a specific artist or artist, or whatever, and after, if he makes a pick, I can't pick that same song, and at the end of the draft, you line up my five and his five and put it together and see who has the better list, and if we ever get a another person on the pod, or a, or a guest, or whatever, what we'll do is we'll snake it to where, let's say me, Jeff, and Jim are on the pod. i I'll go first, Jeff goes first, Jim will go third and fourth, and then Jeff will go fifth, and I'll go sixth and seventh. It works like that. And um, I actually saw this idea from one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to, which is The Old Man and the Three, and it's with J.J. Reddick and Tommy Otter, and I kind of stole this from them. So I appreciate it, J.J., so... uh, yeah, shout out, JJ. Thank you for the draft. But I, I was going to do something like best uh, movies that Will Ferrell was in, but then literally I listened to one of his podcasts and he did the exact same topic. So I was like, I can't, I can't steal it. <laughs> I can't steal that. Like, you can't so steal I it all, be you know. Somewhat creative with this. So, um, right. Here, I got a coin right here. So we choose who gets to go first. What do you call? Uh, heads. It is heads. Good, All good. Right. So, what is your first pick? With the uh, number one overall pick, 
in the 2020 draft for best uh, rap song of 2020. I will be taking Laugh Now, Cry Later by Drake featuring Lil Durk. Okay, okay. That 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 was on my big board. It was on my big board. Let's see. Um, with my first pick, who, what I want to go to. Um, With my first pick, I will go with Rockstar by DaBaby featuring Roddy Rich. A good pick, a good pick. Give it to you. I'm going to go with a, a more controversial uh, for my number two pick in the draft. I'm going to select The Woo by Pop Smoke, 50 oh, okay. Cent, Roddy Rich. That was not. Pretty good one, I think. That's, that's a that's a surprise. I, that one even on my big board. Hmm. Got to bring in that that diversity, you know. Yeah, I feel that. Um, with my second pick, dude, where do I want to go? With my second pick, I'm gonna go with "Life Is Good" by Future and Drake. Oh yes, that's that was a good one. Might might should have been my second, but uh, I pushed it back to third, so now I have and that one. Thing with these songs is too, like obviously we both like them if we're picking them, but the amount of like right. listens and plays and like effect that it has on like the the society also has a very big impact as well. Yeah. I didn't love them pretty much solely because I enjoyed oh, them. Yeah. I mean, as two white guys drafting rap songs for 2020, you know, take it or leave it. all good. <laughs> I mean, people hear my voice and they, if they don't know me, they automatically think I'm a redneck. So That's fair. But uh, with my, my number three pick, I'm going to do, I'm going to do Prices by Little, Little Uzi Vert from the EA. Ooh, EA album. okay. I like that song. That's a good I one, right? I really do like that song. Yeah, I struggle with a few different songs on the album. That's the one I came out with. I was going to do, uh, which one is it? Uh, Futsal Shuffle. Oh, yeah. But the single technically came out in 2019, so I figured oh, yeah, I could I had do a few. It. I but had that a was few down that I looked back and I was like, All right, I don't know if this was... Uh, 2020 and it was literally like December 30th or something like that yeah all right with my third pick I'm gonna go with I know by Polo G Mm, Polo G I like Polo G Polo G the goat that album is amazing it should it should win some award some kind of award this year it's some kind of Shout out to Polo G if you're listening to this. It deserves some kind of reward. Hey, Polo G is a good rapper. He's on the come you know. I almost had Key Glock in here, but uh, I took him out last minute because he dropped some 2020 songs. But, uh, and also controversial number four. Oh, you come, you come um, with the controversial uh, one. 
Hey man, you know I gotta put my opinion out there. I'm gonna do the the climb back with Jake. Oh, Holden. you bastard! That was mine. You <laughs> fucking bitch. Maybe not so controversial at all. God. Um. Shoot. I'm trying to think about where to go now because that was my fourth one. Now I gotta. Hmm. All right, with my fourth pick, I'm going to go Wishing Well by Juice World. Oh, uh, yeah, I went through his album as well for this one. But I don't think uh, I don't think any of them made my top five. But I did go through the album. You did take my next pick with the little baby song. So now I have to move on to... Uh, Technically called D4L, Future and Drake, and Young Thug. Oh, okay. That one was not on mine as well. That's a good, that's, that was a pretty that's good, good one. Pick, from the very, uh, the, came from the, uh, what do you call them? The uh, Dark Lane tapes yeah. or something like that? What is it called? Yeah. A lot of, I feel like people just kind of skipped over it, you know? It came out and nobody really talked about it. Besides Playboy Cardi being so bad. On, <laughs> on pay nineteen ninety three. That's about that, all they bro. talked Dude, about. Drake did, <laughs> did his thing on that song, and literally, the, and he finally got a Drake, a Drake verse. Got to be on a Drake song, and he wants to sound like a little fucking baby. Like, I don't know, man. Like, there's a reason it. Like, Drake realized it was so bad he put it on his throwaway album on the songs that didn't make his next album coming up like that's how bad it was yeah uh, uh you hate to see it i'd have kicked him off if i was drake yeah I'm, I'm so bad. all right with my fifth pick i have like three songs obviously i'm not gonna pick three songs but i have three songs trying to trying to decipher which one is the Best one I should go. Um, I mean, we can have a little honorable mention, you know. Yeah, I'll 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 say honorable mention. Uh, here, I'm just gonna go off the one I like the most. Obviously, it's my draft, so I'm gonna go with "Fuck the World" by Rod Wave. Okay, okay. Not a huge Rod Wave fan, but I, I will give you that. Yeah, his album to me won't that won't that great but he has like a few songs obviously like Heart on Ice, PTSD, Heart for Sale, Fuck the World I just said obviously like those songs like he has yeah. specific songs that are great but like his other songs on his albums I think they all sound alike to a degree kind of like a NBA young boy the baby album like, <laughs> I, I like it all right me personally I like my friends shit on me for liking NBA Youngboy and I do like NBA Youngboy but his songs do sound the same to a degree and so I get where they're coming from oh yeah I understand Youngboy never broke again alright so this was left on my big board I had Dollars on my head then I had Lemonade by Internet Money Walk em Down NLE Choppa and then Myron by Lil which, which Myron, I 
mainly didn't really want to put it on here because it got released in 2020, but it wasn't made in 2020. He made that shit like way, way back. back. So yeah. All right. So what's some people know about it? You know, my fifth pick. I was gonna go with Car Number 85 by Nas. He dropped an album okay. this year, which is strange because Nas is from way back. Was featuring Charlie Wilson. It was a pretty good song. I listened to some of the songs on the album, or most of the album. That was actually pretty good. All right. So, what's your uh, name? Your five. Name my five that I drafted. Yeah, just like just the titles. I know. I, obviously, I know the. I did laugh now, cry later, the woo. Um, prices. Then the climb back. Uh, D4L. And then car number 85. I, I think I might have you beat here, Jeff. I don't know, man. These songs are kind of I fire. Th- I think I, I think I might have you beat. I mean, I have a little, I, ha- what was your I have a little again? bit of everything. You know what I mean? Like, I have of, like a, you know, like variety. a banger, like a classic. All these are bangers, obviously. But, have like a banger that will last a long ass time and Rockstar, even though TikTok fucking ruined it for me a little bit, which I'm not even gonna get <laughs> into that, but TikTok be ruining some songs for me and it makes me wanna oh, makes me wish it was banned. Um then I have Life is Good, then I know Wishing Well and then Fuck the World. So you got a little bit of a R&B feel with Broad Wave. You have Wishing Well, obviously everyone loves you for a voice. Then you have Polo G with with the goat. And you, there's a reason it's called the goat. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think personally, I think the viewers might would agree that I'm, I think I have you beat. I feel like the viewers strongly disagree. But uh, you know, I'll just I'll just say that we should we should that. create like a like if this ever gets somewhat big, like we gotta create a Twitter or something, and like after every draft, have, have polls. polls or whatever. Like, dude, that would be fire. Like, that would be nice. That would be lit. Imagine going or making it big on the podcast scene. That be that would be great. I didn't even get to say my honorable mentions though. Oh, say tell them. Uh, let's see, let's see. Obviously, I had the bigger picture, which you took from me. But uh, I also had no auto, bulldog, mother trucking roots by JID. I had soul food too by Logic. I debated putting that in there. I didn't there. even think about JID. And then I was like, I might be clown for Logic. But his last album was actually really good. A lot of songs on there, or a few songs, you know. You know, albums are these days. You get like four or five good songs, and then it's like an iconic album. Oh, yeah. And they release 20 of them. I also have WAP on here as more of a joke. Wap, oh, <laughs> bro, I thought about if drafting you put WAP one. on here, bro, I would have fucking clowned you. <laughs> <laughs> like my number one pick with uh, WAP. It's like, it's God, like, I hate that by song. By the way, what does that stand for? <laughs> uh, Well, you know. Uh, Fetty Wap now has to change his name or forever be, you know, 
Yeah, what Freddy, it is. What ass pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but I also forgot to mention, I had a uh, emotionally scarred by a little baby as a as a uh, honorable mention. But I, me personally, I I like the other songs better, obviously, because I didn't pick it. But. Yeah. Yeah, you had a good selection. That was pretty mm-hmm. good. 